Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonhole Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcasts. This is Chris and today's co-hosts Steve, Sam, and Heath, and we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome our special guest, a forward for the USPHL Premier's 2022-2023 San Diego Sabres, Mario Paganini. Mario, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hey, Mario, I'm uh, just wishing you good luck. You got three tendies squaring up to you today. So uh, all the power to you, buddy. Uh, and Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Don't, we don't had to bring something from the Northwest to shake things up. You're going to get a lot of compar- right. you're going to get a lot of Nabokov references today, buddy. So get ready for this. Uh, oh, no. That was last podcast. <laughs> hey, we're always good for a Nabokov reference. I'll, I'll tell you that. I will not shy away from that at all. I have a Islander stick, so. So Mario, to get us uh, to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself and your hockey life. Uh, I mean, I played San Diego Sabers last year. I'm playing since I was two. Before I played in San Diego, I played for Connecticut Junior Rangers. Played two years 16s there, two years 18s. Uh, that was before the USPHL became the THF. Now it's the THF. It's like a bunch of teams on the East Coast. So I played high school too. So really fun last four years before this one. Where are you playing next year? Any idea yet? Uh, really trying to make the NCDC, but uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Hopefully uh, something comes along and I can uh, capitalize on it. You, you'll, you're good enough to play in the NCDC. You'll, you'll do it. You'll do it for sure. I think if there's any NCDC or NAL teams out there looking for a forward, they should definitely check out um, for any of those teams that afford that because I can't afford Instat. But uh, I think they should definitely take a look at your shifts on Instat and uh, and see what you've done because uh, you were quite impressive this year. You actually did earn um, at least one of our standouts of the month uh, at one point throughout the season. You, you can put up points, but the, the impressive part about you, Mario, is that the you know, you've got the hockey IQ. A lot of players, or at least a lot of coaches, would want out of a player. And uh, it seems like your head's always on a swivel, and you're always looking to develop the play. Appreciate it. Thank you. No, not a problem at all. Because I mean, I was really impressed with your uh, your play this season. So when you reached out, I knew exactly who you were. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> so Mario, I gotta chime in with this one though. So you're in you're you're from New York. Who's your yeah. Who's your NHL team? Uh, it's it's the Oilers actually so oh, oh boy was not expecting that <laughs> yeah what threw you into the oilers the brick tournament okay cool where i started watching hockey i fell in love with the oilers and even though like it's kind of like where i got like my first like feel of like nhl hockey so yeah but nobody on the Oilers is my favorite player even though there's a ton of lovable players on that team i, I love a lot of them but none of them are my favorite interesting Favorite cool. player right now is uh, Nikita Kucherov. That's why I wore 86 all season. So. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kucherov fan, but that's okay. But I do recognize his talent, though, right? Because he's another one, you know, reminds me of Patrick Kane's ability to not get knocked off the puck, right? Just yeah. so stable with it. It's hard to knock him off it once he has it. So I give him credit for that. I'm a Habs fan, so you can see where I'm going with that. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bias initiated right there, guys. <laughs> that was a great run, though, a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. Oh, it was and it fun. was like, two, two Atlantic teams in the final, too. 
Oh yeah, no, it was. It, you know what was so cool about that playoff run was just the simple fact that, well, for Canadians and Canadians' history, you know, going back it used to be the Campbells and Wales Conference, right? That the Canadians ended up winning the Western Conference, which they never would have been able to do because they're always yeah. slotted in the East. So that was a unique one for the Canadians and yeah. it was a really cool run for me because it was in the depths of hell of COVID where everything sucked in life. Um, I had no social interaction. So I was just totally glued to that, you know, that, that playoff series. And it was yeah. one of those things you got and all the attendees will agree. You got a hot candidate, carry price in that. That's what drove the majority of that, right. was just, Price mm-hmm. being price. And what's even more amazing now is seeing on how bad of a knee he was playing on the same time. That and Shea Weber, who yeah. was his knees, his ankles, his hips, his wrists were all shot. And, you know, he was able to battle through it. So, yeah, it was a, yeah. definitely was a fun series to watch. Now, uh, sorry, guys, I took over a little bit here, but one last one. <laughs> what are you thinking of the Oilers' chances right now against uh, in the playoffs right now? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I thought I thought LA was gonna be a little bit easier, but like the last two games, like we've been up to nothing, and then they come back, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a really good game. And then uh, last game, I was like, oh my god, not again, please, don't come back from two nothing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think we I think we're gonna win this series. Well, at least. so what's interesting is that they're they're having because the whole <laughs> the whole reason they scooped up Dano was how well he played you know, against McDavid shutting him down, right? The problem, yeah. though, is they can't put Deneau out against Dreisaitl. And, you know, he's actually the biggest threat right at this moment because he's just on fire. I mean, that's the difference yeah. from last year, right? Because last year he was playing really injured. And now you're yeah. watching exposing up as him. But the other thing about the LA Kings is Corpusalo's playing good hockey. Um, and they've got such a good defensive team and explosive offensive punch. And, I can say about a lot of I was saying I was saying at the last podcast, a lot of people don't know how good Kempe is. And he's yeah. a threat every time he's on the ice, right? So it's a fun series. I'm like I'm loving these playoffs so far. It's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah. It's been interesting right. to watch so far. I, I've I've really liked the highlights. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I'll let you uh, jump in here for a second. But uh but yeah, it's it's I I can't watch any of the games live over here in Copenhagen. But uh, you know, I'm excited to stay off of social media in the morning and just try to at least find the results and um and watch the highlights. And I I tell you, um, on some of these series like really smart and on some of these series like really dumb. Um, I'm really dumbfounded right now by the Toronto Tampa series. The the blowouts <laughs> on both sides have been. Yeah. have been something absurd um but uh you know I'm, I'm just i hate toronto and i really do want them to bounce out in the first round but no i'll just leave it at that that's that's what i want despite my <laughs> sam go ahead <laughs> oh man um i was just gonna i was curious so your team the sabers had an excellent season this season um, what were some of your favorite moments or, or memories from what made you guys such a great team this year, Mario? Uh, I really loved going to the Vegas showcase as a team. That was really fun playing against teams that like competition we don't really play against, you know, because we all stay playing our little group with the six other teams. I really loved the, the Cali Cup at the end of the year. That was so much fun. 
And uh, I love, I, I, honestly, ever since I got there, it just filled with good memories. Good memories. So, yeah. It, it was the Cali Cup the thing with the Dan K show? Mm-hmm. Okay, that yeah. was pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah. I think they did a good job with that. Um, really liked their coverage of the, the USPHL. Obviously, they are the USPHL's uh, official podcast. But, uh, yeah, the, the Cali Cup was a lot of fun. And I think this is that's the farthest – well, I don't think they can get any farther west. But, um, you know, up until uh, – I don't think they'd ever come west before this season when they came to Pueblo – Ogden, uh, California. I'm not sure where else they stopped, but Vegas. Uh, they stopped at Vegas stop for the bit. Yeah, they oh, were there for yeah, the that's showcase. That's where I met them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were at the showcase. That's where I met Dan and Lucas. But yeah, um, we'd always heard about each other, but it was actually awesome to meet in person. But um, yeah, so they got out west a bunch this year, and uh, you know, I would say that uh, I'm quite impressed with their travel schedule. I'm not envious of it, and they're done that, and. Um, Maybe the USPHL, if, if Dan K show, because I heard they're still under negotiation with contracts. Uh, they're announcing that, not me. That's something that they post up online. But um, uh, if they do, uh, if, if they are covering the USPHL next year, I'm hoping they get the, a little bit better airlines than the one they've been forced to fly. But, um, you know, it'd be nicer for a little bit nicer airline out there. And if you're an airline out there and you want to sponsor us, you know, hit us up. All right, Steve. Yeah. No, just not Southwest, dude. Just not Southwest. Um, <laughs> no, what? I'll take Southwest. I'll take Southwest. Hey, Southwest, Southwest is better than Spirit. Let's just put it that way. Spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. <laughs> so, Mary, as you entered another year of junior hockey, what would you want a college program to know about? Uh, I'm very passionate about the game. Like, it, uh, I get really happy when I score. I get really sad when something bad happens. I care a lot. Like, I care a lot. I care so much because uh, off the ice, I'm constantly training. I'm trying to skate every day. And uh, I'm, always, I'm always, on the ice. I'm always going to work as hard as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm – um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm literally over here laughing when he's just like, get really sad. I'm just like – I had to bow out from the mic. I'm like <laughs> – <laughs> He gets really sad when his attendees do something he doesn't like. I was oh, gonna say angry. <laughs> perfect segue for if you're a attendee, or like it doesn't matter if you're a junior hockey goalie, a college goalie, beer league goalie, and want amazing and affordable mask design, or your dream design for your goalie mask at maskgraps.ca. Great price, custom design, fast turnaround, and completely removable. Order yours today at maskgraps.ca and get 15% off your mask design with discount code pigeon2023 and make Mario sick. Right. So the one thing you know, what you're alluding to that coaches always look for is work ethic, right? Because yeah. to me, to me, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing somebody with pure talent that does not want to work hard or that does not want to take advice from somebody on how to improve their game. Um, yeah. You know, for my fellow attendees that are here, um, what I would do to help the offense when I was, you know, co- helping to coach the goalies is because I always go back to this too because I love this the idiots and warm ups that want to snipe their own goalie and exploit the weaknesses. Yeah. That's, that's a beaut, by the way. It's another beauty. I would watch for those morons uh, and I would watch the goaltender and then look for their habits too, right? Besides the guys sniping them where they know they can snipe them, but just watching their habits, right? So um, I just remember one time I went in to say, okay, guys, here's where you want to shoot on this goalie. Here's where he's weak. And this one kid who he was pretty talented. He, uh, you know, he he was a good shooter, uh, 
but you know, it was sort of predictable. It was always top shelf every time, right? So if you're a goalie, just stand your ground. He's going to shoot top shelf. Don't go, don't go down. But um, so I was saying in the locker room to the guys, like, hey, here's his tendencies, you know, and here's where you want to shoot. And the guy was mouthing off to somebody else. I looked at him. I said, you have something to add. And it's not like any goalies are different than one another. I was like, oh, boy. I was like, okay. So I wrote that kid off right away. I was like, okay, he's going to be the meathead in the men's league at some point in his life, saying that he was just shy of the, you know, the end because, you know, everybody was jealous of his talent type of thing, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we all know thousands of those. Uh, my claim, though, is I was just too short, but I won't even go there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, huge joke on that one, boys, because it's the running commentary here. But, uh, you know, but looking as, you know, when somebody's looking as a coach, that's the one thing you're looking for is that work ethic and attitude. Because it's one of the you know biggest things that can drive you forward, right, in your career. You know, I think we've already hit your favorite NHL team and NHL players. So what's the uh, what's the last new thing that you tried to learn to do? Uh, I've become a pretty advocate chess player. You know, I, I play night and day on chess.com, all that stuff. I try to play my dad a couple of times. So... Was I not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I'll tell you that. I, I was expecting something like, you know, I've been hitting the greens a little more, or, you know, something like that. I, I was not expecting chess to come out. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what made you get into chess? My brother. My brother, my brother beat me once and I'm like, I got to get better than him. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That's fair. The sibling rivalry, obviously very important, but I think the important question here is, who won between you and your dad? Oh, that's a oh, good question. Today, today we played and uh, we tied, but the other time I won. Nice. Okay. So running, running <laughs> series, you know, best of best of seven, something like that, going on. Yeah. Yeah. Sim, Sim leaks can drive you to do a lot of things. That's how I became a goalie. I had two older brothers and they wanted someone to shoot on. So they stuck me between uh, stuck me between two trash cans and uh, shot pucks at me. My oldest brother uh, actually slicing right above my eyelid open and bleeding. And those two argued over who my dad was going to kill. And I knew I was a goalie. Um, so that exact same thing happened to me. Did I it? swear. Um, over my left eyebrow. Yeah. I, over my left got, eyebrow. I got, I, I got like eight, like ten, 10 stitches from a puck going to my face. And my, and my brother shot it. It hit off the post and it hit my face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh my how, god! How old were you when that happened? I think like nine. Yeah, for me I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I knew I'm like, so you know, like you watch hockey and you're you 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 know maybe playing it a little bit, but like, but I remember watching the Sabers a little bit more intently that night and trying to figure out exactly what a goalie was supposed to do to stop the puck without his face, and um, you know, so that's that's kind of where it went from there because uh. Yeah, seeing Malarchuk and and Poopa and Fear and that, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm a goalie. I guess, and I I don't think I've identified myself as anything but uh, ever since. So. Well, I'm just glad you got into it, Chris, before the horrific Malarchuk thing happened. Oh no, it was actually after. It was after oh seriously, was, was it? Thinking, but, but the thing Dude, is, I was how a sick kid, are you in your head then? Like I was playing goalie before <laughs> that happened. <laughs> because jumped afterwards going sounds great to okay. me. You were at that age, you know, you're a few years older than me, but you're at that age you could comprehend that stuff. I was at that age it was shielded from me. I was eight uh, years old, my dad wasn't showing uh, me a large chuck. Oh, dude, is, I you watched know, it live. Throat. 
I watched of course it live. You were yeah. there for the Miller era, though, right? Oh, yeah. He was there for the Miller era. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. But the thing is, no, I watched uh, the other one I watched live, though, wasn't Millar Chuck. It was uh, Oh Boy on Florida. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, Longo. Uh, no, no, there was no, the European no. player that got it up along the boards. Yeah, from Nathan uh, Skate, right? Yeah, Vocal? he got Nick with the skate, and it hit him right in the jugular that time. And it was oh. pretty yeah, scary. Yeah, that one I was watching live. I was living in Ottawa because that was like, oh, six. Zednik. Was it Zednik? Yeah, I think it was Zednik. Yeah, yep. that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that no, one. But you even just saw what happened in the last game, though? Like the guy that got shoved right into the Tendi skate? Yeah, random. Oh, yeah. yeah. 75 stitches. And he came back to play. <laughs> like, this is what legends are made of in this game, right? Like, I was never, Sam, I was never a huge fan of Couture for a lot of reasons. Good, talented hockey player, just on a personal level. But when I saw the condition of his ankle on that Stanley Cup run, nothing but respect, right? His ankle was destroyed, and he just kept going out and playing. And, like, I don't even know how he got his skate on, for God's sakes, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, just crazy. So, sorry, Chris. We, we will do a mental assessment of you afterwards, though. Yeah, we, we're going to have to do that. Oh. No, professional doctors have tried. I'm I messed up. That's uh that's the official standard. No, actually they just didn't do a goalie. That's all they did. That, yeah, I don't think I talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Mario, when other than you know a great uh, hobby in chess, you know when you're not playing hockey, um, what sort of things are you doing for fun these days? Uh, I like to work out. Um, I play video games a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, still play NHL every day pretty much with my friends. And, uh, I like to just spend time with my family in general also. So, yeah. What what games are you rocking other than NHL? Still an advocate Fortnite player, unfortunately. Uh, play a lot of, uh, play some Minecraft, play some Call of Duty. Yeah. There was a lot of judgment there from Goldie. Just that. (laughs) (laughs) Goldie, what kind of games you like? Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of into COD, a uh, little bit of MLB The Show. Uh, you know, been been rocking that a little bit lately. Uh, obviously NHL. I I think that if you're a hockey player and you don't play NHL, there's something wrong with you. Um, yep. you know, just just the just the basics. You know, sometimes Madden when it doesn't piss me off. Um, oh yeah, uh, I play Madden. Too. Yeah. Um. So you understand. Uh. So yeah. Just, yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I, I. You know. I play Fortnite on very rare occasion, but like it's got to be like, and there's got to be like a reason. Like, got to play with my dad or my sister or something like that, or uh, with the fam. Uh. I don't play it nearly as much. I'll play it maybe for like two days in a row, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going back to COD. So. Get that. Get that. We, we got to yeah. bring out a legend game for you guys and get you guys to try out Blades of Steel. I know the movie. I don't know the game. Oh, dude, yeah. it's it is it is. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It, it was awesome because it was the very first hockey game you could fight in. So you spent half the game just trying to fight your buddies. Um, the secret weapon in the game was actually passing the puck in the net. But uh, passing the puck in the net. Oh yeah, yeah. The pass, the secret pass, was the way that was was the way to go. So uh, it's it's when did Blades of Steel come out? Was like for the original Nintendo in the eighties. But I, I introduced my daughters to it because it's a real simple controller for it, right? But still a blast to play. We used to play tourneys and blades of steel. 
great game. You guys have to look up the old uh, footage of it. Um, but yeah, totally classic game. Uh, so Mario, quick question: Who? Well, obviously you're probably picking the Edmonton Oilers to come out of the West. Who are you picking in the East to come on out? Uh, I mean, I want to say the Bruins, but it's a pretty basic pick. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tampa. They've been there before. Ooh. I know it's a hot like pick, but. Well, Tampa, did you see what happened last night, though? Like, their entire starting D-line, except for uh, Sergachev, was out. And, yeah, no, Hedman was hurt, too. Oh, yeah. But here's what I was dying about. And ladies guys. and gentlemen. Did, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we're ahead. recording this on 21 April, so we might be behind whatever happened in the last week. But continue. Okay, yeah. So, you know, it was what was killing me, you know, and this is why social media does kill me. I like intelligent hockey conversation. I'll just rip on people. But the Leaf fans were solely blaming Wes McCauley for their loss in the first game. And yeah. And I'm dying over that because the bunting hit when they were saying it shouldn't have been three. So going back to this, though, guys, because, you know, it always drives me nuts because the NHL will flip flop on this crap, too. Is like, you know, one game in the playoffs is equivalent to five in the regular season. That's bullshit. Because Rafi Torres was suspended for like 83 games or something ridiculous. And the majority, a good chunk of those were playoffs. So then what was his suspension? Like 150 some games? Like, get out of here with that crap. What Bunting yeah. did was dirty, deliberate. Yeah, he deserved it. And they're actually playing better without him. So there's a hint, boys. Um, but. All the crying about the reps, they just didn't play a good hockey game. Tampa came, came out on top of them. Now, Tampa missing, like, all their top – the majority of their top demon. Well, yeah, it's going to have an impact. Uh, Vasilevsky hasn't been the Vasilevsky of old. You know, mm-hmm. this year he's been living in more, but how many times has he gone to the conference finals and finals in the past five years, right? Yeah. So I think it's just starting to wear them down. They've got to they gotta start slacking off on him a bit, I think, during the regular season. Because they're, they're just overplaying him too much, in my opinion. But I just died last night because now, like, the Lee fans are back on the, oh, it's our year crap again. I'm like, well, what happened to the officiating <laughs> excuse from last time, right? Like, yeah. so I think the next game is going to be a bloodbath. Ah, it's going to get nasty. Um, you know, I saw Janot finally made it back in. I thought he was going to have more of an impact. But again... Not faulting Vasilevsky because, hey, hell, when you're, all your starting D's done, like, they should pick you apart, right? Hell of a lot yeah. easier to do. So, bold, bold yeah, with you going for yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm all on board for those Rangers, you know. Oh. Uh, God, because that because Shesterkin is just back and locked in. God, mm-hmm. he's playing so good, right? And uh, – I made the comment about their veterans taking on over. They're they're one of the, there's only two teams right now that are two and zero. Correct? It's the Rangers and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Correct, guys? Yes, yeah. I believe so. And every yeah. everybody else is split at one. So and that was the Rangers without home ice advantage. So that yeah. one's that's going to be interesting. If the Devils don't pick up the W in the next game, I think it's pretty much done. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, in my opinion on that one, right? So. Uh, we'll see how the Hurricanes do in the, in the different barn because that could shift things around. But a uh, lot of high scoring. So, so Goldie, here's what I wanted to throw at you because I saw you throw that question out on Twitter yesterday about uh, why they're not playing Jonathan Quick. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is maybe it was his head-to-head record is the well, only reason they're not throwing him yeah. in. Like, it's the only thing I could think of. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes zero sense. They didn't even they didn't even uh, dress him last night. Like he was a scratch. He was a healthy scratch for the first time in his NHL career uh, in the playoffs. Like that's that's insane. Seventeen years and you don't and you scratch a guy. I think he's got like a nine two one save percentage and like a two point three one goals against in the playoffs and ninety five playoff games played. Like you don't you don't scratch that guy, right? Like you don't trade for him and then scratch him. But no, it makes it makes zero sense to to me to be honest with you. And no one's asking the question, which makes me feel like. Maybe there was a complaint made or something like that, or the media, you know, just doesn't want to touch it or were told they can't touch it for that matter. But no, it's uh, it's interesting. But going back to the Rangers series, I unfortunately picked uh, picked New Jersey there and uh, I'm regretting uh, so that did decision. I. Yeah, well, so much. Yeah. It's not me. I'm never the guy that brag or rub it in type of thing because that's not why I was bringing it up. It's it's just the when I no no I want no I'll do it later on at some point. Uh, but right now it's just it's just the veterans like Patrick Kane is back to Patrick Kane right. Um, yeah. You know what's one? Oh, that goal me? last night. If you guys, did you oh, see was, when, did so you see when a D-man did not hit Tarasenko that was wide open in a slot? He fluttered one to the net. I was like, mm-hmm. and you saw Tarasenko go over to him after like bud. What the hell? <laughs> right? I was wide open and probably screaming for the puck. He was so wide open, right? But I just think it's the veterans taking it on over. The Devils are, in my opinion, this will be their learning experience. I just think it's more size they need up front right now. And then, here's the other thing. So, Sam, you you know how good Timo Meyer is, right? Yeah. Every, so just And this is one of the things I always say to people. If Timo Meyer stays long-term with his team, He's going to have an impact. It just takes sometimes a lot longer than a trade deadline, a little bit into playoffs to find your groove with the team and get that chemistry going. Um, like I'm trying to think of somebody that instantly like, you know, take a look at Tarasenko, of course. Right. He was traded for early on and that's brilliant. Get get him out there, get the chemistry going, you know, a lot sooner. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also good having the Russian connections there, too. Right. So bringing on, uh, you know, bringing him back with the bread man was brilliant. Kane is, you know, to me, like it was a little risky because I thought he looked a lot. I thought he was injured. Right. Like that was the rumor that his hips were gone and he was going to need some surgery. But man, he's back and just playing. Mm-hmm. Old, right. So the vets are just stepping it up there. The guys with all the playoff experience and as much as I hate Chris Kreider with such a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, he's getting a stick on every puck in front of the net. Like you got to get a body on that guy. You can't leave him alone. You got to get the stick over top and you got to tie him on up. But, um, yeah, uh, this is the time of year I just go nuts because, you know, even though my Habs aren't in the playoffs here, it's it's been fun series. And Dallas just turned it around the last game, too. Like, yeah, I'm rooting for them so hard, Dallas. Yeah, well, so for me, uh, they played uh, – I have a little bit of hate on them because of their rivalry with the Coyotes. It was funny. It was two years ago. And I just watched them manhandle the Coyotes, you know, for the first period. They just were like sort of – they were almost coming out with the attitude like, what are you guys going to do to us? There's nobody tough on your team. Maybe this was – yeah, three years ago, I should say. And that's all they did is just beat the crap of the Coyotes for the first period and then won the game easily, something like 5-1. to one. Yeah. And they've got that big, big body team. But then going back to attendees again, Ottinger <laughs> – Ottinger's a playoff goalie. Holy cow. Mm. His stats in the playoffs are staggering. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a great one. So I'll put this to you since you're going with some tendies. If you could shoot on any goalie in the NHL right now, who would you want to go up against? 
Like best chance to score? No, nah, just somebody who would love to face. Uh, to test out your skills. And hey, you can pick you can pick the one that you know you could snipe on, or you're like, I got this guy 100. percent And then somebody who you would you know you'd look at going, man, he would be the biggest challenge in the world. I'd say uh, UC Soros. You would like to face Soros? Yeah, that's a great because he'd be such a challenge because he's only like five ten or five eleven, and then I'd see I'd say I see an open hole and then shoot it, and then half a second later he's got in his glove or or hits it away with his blocker. Yeah, no, he's good. He's good. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely great. Now, who do you think you could snipe on? Uh, Brian Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott, challenge. Do you accept? <laughs> I mean, you were saying like, why doesn't why doesn't Tampa play Vasilevsky less in the regular season? It's like that's yeah, tough because they've got a 55 year old backup goaltender <laughs> there. It's like it's like yeah, no wonder they're not they're they're not playing this guy because he like they need to figure out. I mean, they don't have money for it, obviously, or you know, that's a whole other topic. But like. You know, they got to figure out a new backup goalie at some point, I, I would think, you know, so they could rest their their supposed, like, number one number one guy. But, yeah, I mean, Tampa-Toronto Tampa, is a great series. Dallas-Minnesota Dallas, is a series, but I, I'm definitely intrigued to see what happens the rest of the way. But I also just kind of feel like I don't understand why Minnesota plays flurry at all. Like, He's yeah. not good anymore. Like he, it's it's Gustafson who's had an unbelievable season, and you know they should really like in the playoffs. I understand it's nice to have a guy you think you can rely on, but in the playoffs you play usually just one guy, and Gustafson is that guy. So if they're gonna win that series, they gotta play him. The only thing I noticed their their strategy against Gustafson was did you guys notice how they were shooting blocker side playing for rebounds because mm-hmm. um, a lot of those came up they almost got the game winner against them in overtime right and you see the nice save by the d-man this is where we love you d-man if you're gonna get your stick on it that's the way to do it make sure it's going up and over not top shelf but i think they were playing to that so i think they were just trying to throw them off guard or trying to go with the two bullpen tandem to see if that would throw the team off right but you know, Goldie, uh, you know, how do you know if you won game one, how would you feel if they started, you know, the other goaltender in game two? Um, I mean, if it was pre-planned that like that's just what's going to happen, it'd be like, OK. But like if it's a game time decision, like I heard it was with Flurry, uh, it would it would be upsetting. Uh, obviously, I think that especially if you played well, like I could understand it if like. You had like a seven four one save percentage, and somehow your team just outscored or some something like that. Like that, I can understand. Like we played like like shit. Uh, but like yeah. the other way, I just like the way that Justison was playing. I don't I don't see how you take the net from him. Other than the fact that you want to give Flurry the seventeen consecutive seasons of having at least one start in the postseason. I mean that that I feel like was the main headline that night was that Flurry's outlasted most. NHL teams of being in the playoffs for the most consecutive years like so I mean it was I think that was almost a publicity thing and Fleury obviously I think he's good enough to play in the playoffs and don't get me wrong but uh but I mean you got to ride the hot hand when you have the hot hand that that's what just doesn't make sense with Vegas is you know Persuade isn't the hot hand he wasn't the hot hand going into the end of the year 
and yet they decided to go with him over Quick. Um, Quick had a 960, and I believe Brassois had like a like a back-to-back eight nine eighths or something like that to end the year. So I mean, like, yeah, Quick lost in a shootout, but like it was you only got one goal. So, uh, but no, it was it was no, I, that would that would upset me to be honest to to lose that second game just because they didn't play or whatever. Yeah, so there's, to me, there's got to be something more to the story, though, right? Like um, maybe an injury, something nagging him, or yeah, or just yeah. still not still not feeling because that was two overtimes he had to go through, right? And yeah, maybe, maybe he was just just not feeling it because I was a type of goalie where I was a team player. If I was not feeling it in a game and I knew it, like if I knew it before the game, like I'm just not in it. I just say to the coach now, and I go talk to the other goalie, like, hey, I want you to go in tonight. I'm going to take the next one you know, and do that type of thing. If I just knew, I just wasn't feeling it that night. So maybe yeah. it's something like that. You know, who knows? Maybe you're right. It's because it, to me, it would have to be an injury because it's not like he, he did not play a bad game at all. He played really solid. Um, you know, just like I said, Dallas was looking at, you know, those rebound type of goals, um, you know, often because I think it was their only way of beating them. Right. So uh, which, by the way, that was the the, the Montreal Canadiens strategy when uh, the year the Boston Bruins won the Cup. We were obliterating them with that shot off the pad and the guy flying on in, and then Boston made the the adjustment to stop it. But the one thing that killed me though was uh, in the in the in the final game when we could have won, <laughs> Travis Hands of Stone Moen was the one that twice was the recipient of a nice shot off the pad by Brian Gianta and. Yes, uh, Moen could not lift the puck two feet off the ice to put the puck in the net. So, uh, yeah, I'm still traumatized by that. Sorry, Travis Moen, but, dude, got to bury those, buddy. I did I did just look it up, by the way. Uh, it it is uh, it was a plan that Fleury was going to play game two the entire time. Ah, that's interesting. So they were trying to go with the double tandem to try to throw a team off. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. <laughs> Hard pass on that one, boys. Yeah, that was that was weird. I I didn't understand that one. So quick on this one because you know it's something that irritates me, and I'll speak to it. Um, what's interesting is Mark Stone. Uh, his father grew up in my hometown. Actually, I uh, used to play street hockey and soccer with one of his cousins. Um, but anyway, Stone had a huge impact in the game yesterday. Game one, he yeah. wasn't totally no- noticeable, but. Game two, absolutely noticeable. Salary cap, though. I'm rightfully pissed off about that once again coming on in. Because I made the comments, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like, the guy went through two back surgeries, right? Totally get it. Mm-hmm. But how is it that the miraculous recoveries always happen in game one of the playoffs, right? Yeah. And we just know it's it's not – like, I get Stone needed to be out. Uh, the Kucherov one really irritates me because he, you know, he could have had surgery earlier in the year – or, you know, earlier on. He was definitely ready to come back before the playoffs started, but they did it. This has got to be addressed because, again, you look at a player like Mark Stone. What's he making? Is he Isn't he up around the eight eight nine million mark? Is that correct? I believe so. I can look it up real quick if you want me to. Yeah, well, that's not really that necessary, right? But let's just call let's just call it seven million. I know he's worth more than that, right? Mm-hmm. The other team, if you gave them a seven million dollar player injection right now, it's seven to seven point three five to be exact. Seven three five, right? Yep. A seven point three five million dollar injection of another player makes a huge difference. So 
again, not knocking stone. Like I'm, I'm pissed off at the NHL for, you know, and I know it's part of the collective bargaining agreement, but this has got to be taken care of guys because it's not just, I, 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 there's another team out there that's got the same issue where they knew they were loading up. I think the Leafs are one and there's an, another couple of teams that all did that this year, right? Yeah. They knew they were going to go over the co- uh, the cap intentionally and use LTR as the excuse to do it. And what the hell is the point of having a salary cap a whole year and then just making it disappear in the playoffs? And I'm back to the, okay, I get it. If you have an injured star player, because it does happen, because uh, who just, yeah, like, like look at um, the Carolina hur- Hurricanes, right? Yeah. If they, is a huge loss for the, those guys right now. If it happened before the trade deadline or not to trade, uh, not to, yeah, before the trade deadline, you know, and they were able to acquire another player, then Svechnikov can come back for the second round from his injury and play. Okay, you get it. But then I, and I appreciate that, you know, you know, love a guy that wants to get back in the lineup. But for God's sake, just make them feel the salary cap on the ice. It's the easiest solution to that problem. So, again, not shitting on stone. Like, hey, it's great that this guy battled through not one, but two back surgeries to come back and play. But, again, it just leaves me with that, you know, pissed off feeling because the Tampa one is the one that still will always burn because of how much they were over the cap that year, right? So, Yeah, then they touted it after the fact. Yeah, and Kucherov is being – that's why, Mario, you understand my dislike for Kucherov personally. Appreciate the talent was, yeah, him just mouthing off about that. Um, and two, like the other one that made me laugh is the fans celebrating in Montreal after we got a victory. Dude, we do that during a regular season when you're in Montreal, right? Like it's if you guys have not been to a game at the Bell Center. Oh, God, it's fun. It, it's a lot of fun. Like there's just hockey environments that are a lot of fun to attend. Uh, I want to get out to Nashville because I heard that's a great environment. Uh you know, loud fans that are just completely into the game. But yeah, definitely if you guys have not checked out a game at the Bell Center, go do it. It's 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 a fun hockey hockey environment. Just something as soon as you walk into that building, you can just feel that energy. Um I uh I sorry, really quick. I hope to make it there one day for sure. You know, my goal is definitely to try to make it to as many hockey arenas as I can. I've only been to two, I think, ever. Um San Jose and Denver. But uh I do have to run for now. Uh, it was great to meet you, both Heath and Mario, and uh, look forward to hearing this podcast whenever it drops. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you, Sam. Nice to meet you, Sam. Yeah, thank you. Then there were four. <laughs> then there were four. <laughs> but, yeah. but, no, like, on your point, Steve, like, even, you know, like, then talking about the the celebration of uh, Montreal, like, oh, look at how they're celebrating in that, in that cup game win. It's a... Uh, it always throws me back to some of the, I guess, I don't know how to put it. I won't be too negative here. Some of the more negative comments from uh, even some of the USPHL commentators throughout the season um, as we just lost a commentator. But it wasn't Sam. It was uh, this 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 comment was probably, no, it was in the Mountain Division. So it will be the NCDC next year. But uh, it was a team that, you know, won against another team in a shootout. And, you know, the team got excited because they won the shootout game and they're all celebrating. And the commentators were like, oh, look at them acting like they just won the Stanley Cup. They have no class, no class to do this in front of a Wade fan. And I'm like, what the? (laughs) I'm like, okay, now I respect the team. I respect the team. I don't I I have no love lost for the commentators. Um, They call a great game, but their end of game bias is always so. 
over the top awful that it's just something that if they're listening to this podcast, which they probably won't, um, just something to reconsider. Like if it's like if if you have a spite against a specific team, whatever. Like there's rivalries out there. I get that. Um, you know, you can have that. You know, in, in your head. Um, mm-hmm. but. It's not the team that upset you last year and you were rivaled last year. The, the, more than half the roster's flipped over. It's a new group of kids. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason for you as a full-grown 50-year-old man to be upset over 18-year-old celebrating a goal. <laughs> so if it hurts you that much, maybe maybe soccer's a better sport for you, buddy. But um, it might not oh, be. Oh, he doesn't like celebrations there. Dear God, like because goals in <laughs> soccer come a lot, a lot you know. <laughs> hey, let's be honest. Like, you know. They go, they go ape shit over a goal in soccer. Um, yeah, because it only happens once a century. <laughs> Very true. I'm not kidding. Okay, I tried. I really did. And again, and if my Danish listeners, I apologize, but I tried. That you know, it was what the World Cup or whatever happened, FIFA, right? This year, and Denmark was in it, and. You know, obviously, I'm in Denmark. I may as well go out and, and you know, celebrate with the Danes on, on a soccer game and or football. Sorry, everybody, football. So go out to a football match and, and watch the game. And we went to the bar, and I don't remember who they played. It didn't matter because nobody scored a goal. Uh, so they ended in a draw, and they're like, hey, let's go to another pub, and let's go watch another game. So I went to another pub to watch another game. I think it was Poland versus I don't know who because uh, one of the guys in that group was Polish. Watch the whole game, no goals. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how you do that. I, I don't know either. You drink <laughs> because that's all you can do during a soccer game, football game. Uh, I, well, you know, I, like, so here's the thing is, right, for me, yeah. for me, the most boring spot sport to watch live, except when it's the playoffs, is baseball. Because mm-hmm. there's, oh, yeah. they're trying to speed the game up yeah. now, right? Live because it would awesome. take so long. Like you could literally buy a beer, go take a piss – Go buy another beer, get down, and a pitch still hasn't been thrown in baseball sometimes, right? Haven't they introduced a time clock on pitching? Yeah, they have finally because games games shouldn't last six freaking hours, right? So, you know, so uh, soccer, you know, my – because I played it – you know, it's my summer sport when I played, right? And I regrew the appreciation for it because, you know – you don't don't see it so much in hockey, but, you know, you see it – like it's – I'd almost – say it's a less dramatic version of three on three OT, right? Cause three on three OT, you see the puck being played back out of the zone frequently now, right? Cause they want to get a better setup. That's essentially soccer, right? Just with the hell of a lot more players on, right? If they don't get the look they want, send it all the way back, start it over again. And it's a frustrating sport. If you're not looking at the strategy portion of it, you know, because if you want to see a lot of goals, soccer is definitely not the sport for you. Right? So, Getting back into it again, because that's what my daughters play. It's awesome when you watch the build up to a good goal or the build up to get there, right? Because once they're getting into that area of the box, you know something could possibly happen at that point. And that's it's sort of just re-engaging it, right? And again, trust me, boys, I love hockey way more than I like soccer. Um, and you're also seeing the, the proud dad of me coming out because the truth is right now, if I could watch the Montreal Canadiens in a Stanley Cup final game or go watch my daughters play in a tournament in soccer, I'm picking soccer. I know it sounds insane to everybody, but it's, you know, if you never understood, you know, Goldie, I guarantee if your parents or same with you, Mary, when they're at a hockey game, man, they're into it, you know, and I couldn't get it with my mm-hmm. parents, right? You know, not quite understanding them because I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, kids hockey. You know, why are you so into it? That's because it's your own out there. Right. 
and you're really pulling for them. So it's like you become their biggest fan. Yeah. They're your favorite athlete in the world at that point. So, yeah. um, but going back to Chris saying like, because we always have to think about announcers too. Um, uh, thank God there's no Pierre Maguire. <laughs> thank God there's no Pierre Maguire anymore. Uh, you know, so this is the nice thing. The only thing that I like about the playoffs is you don't get the local people calling the games because I do not want to hear Jack Edwards right now when I'm watching Boston play. Uh, which, by the way, that's a fun series. That one's going to get evil tonight again, too. Yeah. That's another one I've been I've been I've been liking. Um, you know, what? Oh, speaking of fun series, I got to say that like the, the blowout series of Toronto Tampa Bay has been pretty fun. And I want to I feel bad for the Maple Leafs fans that went to game one because the Maple Leafs fans that went to game two. Not only did they get seven goals, there was like multiple fights, at least three fights in that game. It was a blast oh, yeah. like. That was oh, a yeah. fun game to watch. That that that, that was there's a price. ton of hate in that series there now, and I just I love, love it. it. You know, mm-hmm. but they they need their they need their they need their demon back, man. Like that's just brutal for them. Um, but so here's where the Leafs could luck out, right? If their D core is not set to come back, this is where the Leafs could make a little bit of a deeper run. Is just because if they can get the next three in a row, like to say, Hedman and crew can't come back, man, like that's gonna, they're gonna be pretty rested and not as beat up going into the next round, right? Um, so here's a question Who's starting a net for Boston next? Do you think they go over to Swayman? No, Mark, no, no shot. Okay. Omar's too good not to start. Yeah. They start Rass before they start Swayman. Bring him back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you yeah, know what? I, I was jumping all over it saying, hey, they made the Big Tendy look very ordinary in that last game. Um, they were sniping them. I and mean, they were good shots. Like, I'm not shitting on a guy either, right? But, man, they were they were sniping them pretty good last game. Um, so, uh, and then Lyon came out and he was, he was better. But still, you know which goal really bothered me? Because this is where he's got to work on this aspect of his game is the last one that Boston got with just like a minute left to go. You've got to stay mentally focused on that game because he that's when he's got to have, right? And mm-hmm. that's the type of goal that gives Boston that, hey, we just got to get pucks on this guy and keep pushing because that one, you know, sort of takes the air out of that dominating win at that point, in my opinion. Um, Lyon's doing really well. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, wow. I couldn't imagine seeing him being thrown into that, that series, right? And, and in front of Bobrovsky. Right, so you're starting yeah. before Bobrovsky. No pressure. No Steve, pressure at all. Steve, you're 100% right. They're going with Swayman tonight. I, I figured so. Only That's... because, only because, like they. Okay, so here's what I go back to Goldie, and uh, you know Chris, you know would be familiar with this. I don't know if you remember. Hey, Mary, did you watch the Vancouver Canucks versus the Boston Bruins when Boston won their cup? That was like 2011. That was maybe like the first one I ever watched. Or okay, like, what so year was that? That sounds about right, around 2011. No, no, it was the, yeah, Boston, the Boston Tim Thomas Cup was 100% 2011 because yeah. I remember where I was, horrifically as it was, where I watched it. But also, I want to address one point with you, Steve, because you said something that triggered me when I was listening to the recording of the I last triggered. episode that I edited with you. You said – you said Chris is going to hate this, but the love of the, the the love between the two goalies on Boston. What the what the hell do I hate about two goalies who love each other? 
<laughs> but you actually about that. No, but you, you you made a comment though before in a previous podcast about that you know a goaltender like a, a being a starter and only wanting to be a starter, right? Like you keep them out of your net. And the way the game's evolving no, 100%, now, guys. Like okay, hypothetically speaking, because I'm just gonna pick on like okay, we got Heath here, and um, he you had like what Ethan Jordan and Fabian and stuff with you. So yeah, hypothetically speaking, Heath, Fabian, and Ethan are all like super tight, right? That's great. They should be super tight. They should support each other. But when it comes to the blue paint, I I'm not giving it up. I'm gonna fight for the blue paint. I shouldn't. I'm going to prove that I'm better if, in yep. Heath's case. I'm going to want to prove that I'm better than Ethan and Fabian in every practice and everything. I want the coach to notice me. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, sabotage Fabian or Ethan. I'm going to build them yeah. up. I'm going to point out their weaknesses. I want what's best for the team. But at the end of the day, I want to outperform my other fellow attendees because I want the blue paint because that competition, especially for someone, a goalie like me, it's a competition with my fellow goalie for the start that makes me the better goalie because I want to prove that I'm better than the other goalie so that I get the start. So I have the backing of my teammates and everyone else. So yeah, so, but where are my comments, like, yeah. where, where are my comments coming from though is, and this started about five years ago is when teams okay. realized, you know, when you remember they were loading up and they were getting two starters to go. Yeah, that, it started with like Luongo and Schneider. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's definitely like, even the well Luongo and Schneider. Schneider really wasn't like Schneider sort of came out of nowhere, right, and started to build it on up. But we watched guys trading for another starting goalie, right, because they started realizing, you know, the strain that it takes on an NHL goalie. Like Price's knees are shot because they played the living shit out of him. Yeah. Right. And we're talking about tons of shots every freaking game. Right. And because our, you know, I wouldn't say our D was always weak, but man, Price would have to make save after save after save. This is why I would hate on Canadians fans, because when he they'd finally pot the third rebound in like, oh, he should have stopped it on the first one and froze. It. Shut up. Just go, go badminton, you fucking idiots. But so it's like that move away, because like if, if Vasilevsky this year had a really good backup goaltender, right? A really good one. And they reduced his load during the season. He's probably a lot more successful in the playoffs because his game's slipping. It's not because he's less talented. I do believe goalie, you, I think it was you that picked it out. They are starting to snipe him better because they're reading him better. Right. But you take that load off of you a bit and you can recover because deep playoff runs take their toll on you. It would help out. So that's the only reason I was going there. Chris was just about that is the future is you need two really solid goalies because it's really hard just to rely on one to get you through everything, especially like, God, the way you guys play now, you know, Goldie. The first time mm-hmm. I did a butterfly, my knees were like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Yeah. I was in the era of stand up goaltending where we would do the ridiculous skate safe. Right. Which I got yeah. a great story for you about after that one. When I was at this hockey school, it was hilarious. But that's all I was going with there. Right. Is that Chris? Because it was just that comment before. So I think we're sort of on the same page. Like, yeah, you want to compete. You want to be the best on your team. Like every player wants to be the best on their team. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's having that tandem. And that's where it could come in handy for Boston. Because Swayman had a pretty damn good season this year, too. And mm-hmm. I think and now Walmart's going back to my re- dressing. Oh, yeah. What's that? And, and Olmark's not even dressing, according to uh, a Boston reporter. Maybe he yeah, neither it. is Bergeron. Bergeron's out to at least game five, apparently now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what his injury is. Uh, I think but now sick. going back to the, really the Luongo reference I was making. So there was a game, and this is where I just say about, you know, as goalies get weird about getting pulled, right? 
But in a deep playoff series, especially when you're going for a cup, there was one game, I think it was game three, where Boston just lit up Luongo, and it killed his confidence. And I have no idea how not the head coach or any assistant coaches didn't say, just get him out of there. It's going to rattle him. He's getting rattled. Get him out of there. Let him reset. Have a talk with him. I'm even good about pulling him out for the remainder of the period and putting him back in after. Just give him that mental rest to get reset. But after that game, he was not the same. They were scoring on him a lot easier and they were picking him apart. Right. So that's why, you know, again, like, you know, like if I was watching the Allmark, what was that score? Was it five one? Is that what it ended up being? Uh, or 6-3 or something ridiculous, right? I'll look real quick. I think it was like 6-3 or something like that. For which game? The uh, Boston for, one. Uh, the for last Boston one. game two, it was 6-3. to three. Yeah, 6-3. So when you're down at one point, because I think it was 5-2, to two, at that point, just get him out of the game, you know? And Because could you imagine if he got injured by staying in, in a game that you really weren't going to get back into at that point? Like, yeah. that's the other thing to me is like, hey, you know, what good is going to come out of all this? Um, so anyway, that's just why I brought that on up, boys. But I do know Chris has to get a roll in here. And here's Steve talking about attendees and NHL playoff <laughs> hockey talking his face off again. Apologies, boys. Uh. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it, it is what it is when we do a recording this late for me in Copenhagen. It's just because it's Denmark and. We it's a small European apartment. Once I'm back in a house, me and Steve, you and I recorded podcasts early in the morning. We recorded them late at night. It didn't matter. But um, it's a tiny European apartment and we have neighbors and we live on the biggest, most popular street in Copenhagen. So the drunks are going to be out shortly and it's hot in here because it just is. So I need to open up some windows and you'd hear actually how loud it is with a, I don't know if you've ever heard drunk Danes before, but it's a, it's a chorus like none other. Um, (laughs) And I get to hear till three 34 o'clock in the morning. And sometimes they're still going at seven or eight in the morning when the sun's up. I, um, it's quite impressive. I don't, I definitely, I, I definitely don't have Danish blood, but, um, I guess all of that said, uh, we want to again thank our special guest, the Ford, for the USPHL premieres 2022-2023 San Diego Sabres, Mario Paganini, for jumping on with us again today. Hey, thank you for having me. appreciate it. No, thanks for jumping on. I know Steve talked most of the time, but it was great to hear you when you were able to chat. <laughs> we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're the junior or collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on TikTok, on Twitter, or on Instagram to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with now no longer here Sam, Steve, and Heath. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.